Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show. As we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. And we'll be right back in just a moment with our co-host Kareem Hamid and our American Muslim 360 family as we address the issue of immigrants versus homeless. Who is going to receive the resources? We have a controversy 
that's going to be addressed in the city of Chicago in today's city council meeting. But today we're going to be joined by guests who talk about what it is we really need to do in terms of determining our priorities when it comes to the money we spend to help the citizens where we live. We'll be right back after these brief messages, so stay with us. from over the border, 
that were sent to Chicago, it created quite a stir because the city was not prepared. And so you have a new crop of homeless people imported, and today the city council is going to take a vote on the money that is to be spent to house the people who have come here from over the borders. And the citizens have protested this action because they feel that the current homeless population has not been adequately taken care of. And there are some merits to what they're saying, and yet how do you tell someone, no, we won't help you? So we want to take a look at this when it comes to who should get help. We have young people that are bursting at the seams because they feel neglected for a long time. And when those who are less mature want to express their displeasure, they act out badly. We've had some gatherings of youth where they tore up things, you know, just like you have a a two-year-old child throwing a tantrum and, and screaming and kicking and throwing things. It's almost that same energy because you have young people who don't have the ability to express themselves in a way where they feel like they're being listened to and heard and attended to, and so they destroy. But it's the same thing. People who need help and people who are being ignored in favor of someone else. So we have to figure this out because, you know, we're the citizens, we're the taxpayers, we're the ones that provide the resources, we're the ones that provide the money, the tax money, and every other kind of money, the the, the trade money. We, we spend at stores. We, we circulate our dollars. So there should be a way that everybody benefits so that nobody's feeling neglected and angry and destructive so that we can live in peace. There has to be a way to do that. We have to figure out how to do it because there really is enough for everybody. But we have to figure out how to share, and we have to figure out how to care so that everybody's needs are met. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be joined by journalists and TV and producer Wanda Carter in just one moment. Of course, we want to hear from all of you. Give us a call, 515 605 9325 or 515-605-9891 and press 1 so we know that you have something to say. So, Kareem, before I share with you all uh, an audio from a recent press conference, I'd like to get your thoughts there in your city. Is there a large homeless population? Is there a large population of young people who are jobless and, you know, found out there's a whole lot of homeless teens because shelters won't take you if your child, I believe, I think the age might be 13. So you have a lot of homeless young people that can't even go into homeless shelters with their parents because of their age, especially if they're male. So what do you do when a young person who is school age doesn't have a place to live? And how do they survive? What do they do to eat? What do they do to, to get clothing and to be able to just clean themselves and, and maintain their hygiene? How does the city handle it? So has that been an issue that has arisen there in in St. Louis? Yes, yes, most definitely. 
um, there, there was a, a large homeless shelter called the Evangelistic Center here in St. Louis. Uh, the reverend's name escapes me now, but uh, he, he's a very, very, very well, a well-known minister here in St. Louis, and he had fought City Hall tooth and, tooth and nail to keep the New Life Evangelistic Center open mm. for those out of doors. Uh, the city has prevailed, and uh, they they shut down the evangelist uh, uh, the oh, New no. Life Evangelist Home. Yes, yes, ma'am. And uh, the homeless, they um, there was an area in the in South St. Louis that was abandoned land. I would say that, and uh, the homeless set up tent cities there, and the a local uh, residents in that area they. Post protested loudly, not in my backyard. You you heard that phrase. I'm quite sure, mm. not in my backyard. So uh, they have been moved about, and um, I remember reading recently a new facility which shall be offered to the unsheltered, those out of doors, uh, and. You know, this homelessness has it really exploded. It really exploded uh, during and after the pandemic. It 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 reached crisis level when the United States experienced financial turmoil. A banking system was uh, almost demolished almost due to uh, un, uh, unhealthy unhealthy loans and investment, the a real estate a bubble, it burst. And that yeah. led to a lot of homelessness. Then here comes the a pandemic. It uh, caused businesses to close, which caused unemployment. I mean, you have unemployment, you can't meet your rent, mm-hmm. your mortgage, or whatever. And um, uh, some businesses have closed to never reopen again. Right. There right. has been a major, major shift uh, concerning uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, these The brick and mortar stores are somewhat there hanging on, but... Uh, Many of them are experiencing shortfalls due to uh, uh, everyone being able to shop via social media. Yeah. That is threatening. Uh, right. So, and then, you know, let, uh, let me speak to uh, what's current. You see we are having this so-called debt, debt crisis mm-hmm. uh, to raise the a debt limit so so that the country can pay its bills. Uh, and it looks like there are some people, mainly Republicans, saying, 
Well, in order to qualify for a SNAP, that food stamp, we want to put a work requirement on them. We want to put a work requirement on them uh, in order to uh, balance this budget. They always want to uh, balance the uh, budget on the back of the poor and those without influence. Uh, no one, even, you know, how can I put it? We, we can't even inquire or get information as to what is our military budget. What is the military budget? It is astronomical. Yes. We already can. I mean, we have we 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 have a, a military that's funded to the hilt, equipped to the hilt, uh, and they're still pouring money into the military a budget. We are we are speaking of large corporations, North Grumman, uh, the, the 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 arms makers. They are are uh, uh, are making. As we used to say back in the uh, day, buku money. They're making <laughs> a lot of money on systems that we really don't need, on weapon systems that we really don't need, but they have to look out for their investors, for their investors. And also, uh, the CIA, they have what's called a black funding. Mm. You would never know how much. And one more thing, our foreign aid, we get billions away in foreign aid. Now, it is couched as foreign aid, as foreign aid, but in a lot of cases, it's just bribery. It's, it's a bribery. It's paying off those leaders that allow corporations to come into their uh, country and extract resources from it. The citizens of, of those uh, countries do not benefit from what is couched as foreign aid. It's really, uh, uh, I saw a special last night on Somalia. They were concerned about a piracy on the high seas. One of the leaders of Somalia said, what drives a person to a that extent is poverty and homelessness. Yes. Most major oil corporations are set up in Somalia and Nigeria. Mm. In Somalia, they, they do not hire. They do not hire the uh, citizens of Somalia. And then they are experiencing crushing poverty. They yeah. do not hire. And so the so-called some the, the, the uh, uh, what they call pirates, they harass these companies. They kidnap workers. They, they sabotage the uh, platforms in which they're extracting the oil. So poverty leads to that. Yeah. And 
somebody is getting paid. These corp- these corporations are paying somebody within that government, but it counts as foreign aid. So we have to get our priorities straight. There is something called the social safety net. That there is that a social safety net. That there is a level that you shall reach that we will prop you up. We will not let you fall be below the social safety net. So now we are vying for funds for the homeless Done and in. refugees. Asylum here. Mm-hmm. Asylum here. That's a major issue, and and I truly understand the ire of the homeless, you know, uh, but there's enough money. We have, this country has enough money to fund, fund and support both efforts. Our priorities Absolutely. are skewed. Our priorities are mixed up. So I, uh, we don't want the homeless fighting the refugees, nor the refugees fighting the homeless. We have a responsibility in this country, and it, it, so it counts as a- the social safety net. That is right. That is right. Right. And so uh, our priorities are true. And as far as our children, you know, I can understand their their sense of, of uh, hopelessness or, or uh, uh, deep in a depressed state, uh, you know, there's, there's a nothing for them. And if it is, it's not adequate income for the appetites that they've been introduced to. They have been introduced to a large appetite. And, and uh, are working at at a fast food or, or restaurant will not quench that that thirst for what That's they've right. been exposed to. Massive right. wealth. Massive wealth. So uh, they feel so. And the educational system has crumbled. It's not offering uh, viable solutions and viable occupations that one can earn a living wage, a living wage. And so they look around themselves. They see what we call slums or ghettos, houses falling down, blocks and blocks and blocks and miles and miles and miles of nothing but devastation. That environment forms, it forms their, their emotions, it forms their thinking, and it yes. forms their behavior. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So we have to to call attention to the safety social net. We have the funds, but our priorities are skewed. Our priorities are mixed up. Absolutely. So that building of hopelessness, you know, uh, inshallah, we hope we can uh, give some solutions that will inspire and aspire our youth. But we need to truly talk to them seriously, seriously. They are not dumb. They are very smart. 
Absolutely. And, uh, right. So I believe if we have an honest conversation with them concerning the, the reality of, what, of your expectations, some expectations are not in the realm of reality. Expectations are not in the realm of reality. So I, I'll stop there. There's so much more to be said, especially concerning the attitude and desperation of our young people and how we are funding this richest nation on earth. There's oh, yeah. a big hole in the social social net that's designed so that no one lives below the a poverty line. Outstanding is is whack as yeah. as as the really young people say it's whack. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really well, is. Right well, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday, yesterday I participated in a White House briefing on, you know, the budget issue and the debt ceiling and what things are going to be funded. And you're right, the the military budget is solid. And you're wondering why do we have this large amount of money going toward defense when we're not technically, officially, in war, and yet America is always funding the war machine above and beyond things like health care. So in yesterday's White House briefing, we were informed of the, the, the compromises that had been made and assured that the president uh, agreed to things in such a way that will enable, as you say, the government to pay its bills, but at the same time would not endanger the, the, the welfare of those who are dependent upon public assistance. And the idea of making people work in order to get the public assistance, that, that notion was dismissed. And yet you still have a certain level of insecurity of those who are dependent on government assistance, the seniors, the the disabled, you know, those who don't have the physical capacity to work to earn a living. And as you say, the priorities of the nation are whack. <laughs> they're skewered. They're they're based, the reason why our young people are feeling such despair. We're living under the notion that there's not enough for everybody, so we have to choose who's important and who isn't. That thought right there is what creates crime. If the thought is put mm-hmm. out there that there's not enough and they're not going to give me my share, so I have to steal it, I have to take it, I have to be dishonest in order to survive, then that's what's fueling this kind of situation. And if you have young people who, in a real sense, are not being taken care of, either because parents are dysfunctional, struggling with addictions, or whatever the case may be, and they have discovered a way to survive through theft, through drug sales, through violence, whatever, we created that situation. We can't point to them and say, oh, these are, these are bad children. These are bad youth. 
we created a bad condition for them because they don't feel secure because we're not looking out for their interests. So how do they eat every day? How do they get a roof over their heads? How do they get clothes to keep them from suffering from the elements? And and our attitude is we're not going to share this great abundance that this nation produces with you. We're the, we're the ones giving them that message. And you're right. Uh, fast food places can't be the, the solution to everything. Well, you know, McDonald's needs to hire more people. McDonald's can't be the, the – can't carry the weight of the nation on its back. We ain't buying enough burgers for that. So we need to stop saying that and thinking that we have to change the way we think. And that first thought is thinking that there's not enough. There is more than enough for everybody. And there are more, enough jo- more than enough jobs for everybody to do. I think on a previous show we talked about how in other countries, especially countries like China, they employ the elderly and uh, those who are not making a lot of money to survive to clean the streets so that everybody's got a job. Mm-hmm. And we got enough dirt on these streets. Everybody ought to have a job. And we just kept you our streets right. clean. We can we can employ That's everybody. Right. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a matter of will, having the will to look out for everybody's well-being. When our intention is to ensure everyone's well-being, then we will create the systems that do so. As long as the intention is to amass wealth and hold it and control it and force people to work in a slave-like method to keep you wealthy, as long as that's the intention, then that's the kind of governments we're going to have, those kind of industries we're going to produce, and the result will be rebellion among the people who feel neglected in the form of crime. So that's what we're that's what we're looking at. And we the people have the power to change this. So when we come back we'll talk about how but uh we're gonna take a break and then when we come back I wanna share with you a few moments of a press conference in which citizens of the Woodlawn community expressed their frustration at the city choosing to ignore its longtime struggling citizens in favor of those who have recently arrived and are needing help. And they're saying that's just not right. So we'll talk about that when we come back. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1. You're listening to and watching The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Lazeef, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we want to hear from you as we look at this crisis of recent immigrants versus longtime homeless in Chicago. Who will get housing help? We'll be right back after this break, so stay with us. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody. Friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. 
That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repairs, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy it. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesday, Self-Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Karim Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturday, tune in 12 noon to 2 a.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. People who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Okay, I see. Our job is to bring you their stories okay, well, and I'm motivate gonna, you gonna to do your own. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Well, if I bring Watch the screen, the Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naomi. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. Okay. YouTube it. Okay. We'll see you soon. I'm Barbara, I'm Cheryl, and I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. 
Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid. And in a few moments, we're going to be joined by our dear friend, Wanda Unmuted. Carter, a, uh, a host, a, a talk show host producer and uh, journalist activist, as many of us are, in bringing this vital information to the public so that the people can choose which actions can best resolve the problem. We here have a number of problems that are resolvable. So first of all, we need to not despair. Now, for those who are listening, you'll be able to hear the audio as we bring you a conference that was held uh, and was uh, the subject of a lot of conversation because people, first and foremost, are afraid. They're afraid that immigrants will overrun the city, uh, people, and, and, of course, a large portion of them, are, all of them are Spanish-speaking, and the neighborhood in which it's proposed that they be housed are not predominantly Spanish-speaking. So the question is, uh, number one, will there be communication issues? And number two, who are these people? How do we know that they're not criminals escaping justice <laughs> from, you know, from Mexico or whatever the case may be? So there's that suspicion. And then there is, the anger that people feel uh, here in Chicago, the uh, a previous administration closed many of the schools, and uh, that left school children without a local school to go to, and as a result, uh, there were acts of violence as children crossed different, as you could say, gang territories or neighborhood territories. And that evolved out of the closing of their local schools, which the the city council at that time voted that there wasn't enough money to maintain them. So now these school buildings are, are being suggested as places to house the immigrants. Well, if they could have done that, they could have been housing the local the local homeless population. That's what people are, are saying and feeling because homelessness is at a crisis level in Chicago and in other cities. So uh, that's one of the issues that the, the people have been unfair. First of all, they're 
their children being inconvenienced and even put in danger. And then those very buildings that had been left empty for years, oh, now all of a sudden we have the resources to refurbish them and make free housing available when we didn't have that same money to do so for the people who've been sleeping on concrete for the past several years. So there's a lot of anger as a result of that. And if we want to resolve that, it can't be a matter of which group gets the help because everybody deserves help. But definitely there has to be priorities. So this is this is the, the challenge that we're facing. And it's a difficulty because so many feeling the effects of all the things you mentioned earlier, Corrine, the the stores closing because of COVID, the layoffs, um, having their lives disrupted by a sudden loss of income. So homelessness has increased. What they call food insecurity has increased. And then when you end programs that are helping, like the one you mentioned that the pastor has, what does that say about us? When someone comes up with a solution and then you destroy it, that makes no sense. So how, how did, before we go to this video, how, how did the people respond when the program was not supported? What was, what was the next step that, that, that the people took? Or were well, there were uh, citizen demonstrations, but not near enough, not near enough uh, to me in, in my estimation. Uh, there was a, 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 a forceful pushback. But when you're representing people that uh, – that are in dire straits, uh, they may not determine your electability. You know, the politicians, they, they respond to a segment of the population called the developer, the developer. Whatever he... Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so, right. So, uh, if a developer wants a certain area, the politicians caters to him. Mm. They cater to him. Uh, and I saw another special on homelessness. There are people that work and live in their cars. Yeah. There are people that have jobs. Yeah. They get up every morning, freshen themselves up, right there in their van or their car or their truck and go to work. But the income is not enough 
to meet the explosion of the high rent and that has been imposed on us now. Rents have, have skyrocketed. They yeah. have soared. So, so it's not just all that they are just lazy people and blah. No, no one chooses to be homeless. This is something that happened to them. They didn't cause this. And we look down on them like they are, oh, well, he's just a drug addict. He's just a drunk. No, no. Some of these old people had had nice homes. They were, it, it, they were financially secure, established, and through a set of circumstances beyond their control, they lost their home. Mm. They lost their home. Uh, you know, we, we've been hearing for years the rebuilding of the infrastructure of America. The rebuilding of the of the infrastructure, that means roads, highways, bridges, ports, streets, you name it. The infrastructure of this country was constructed in the, I would say, the early 1900s. Our sewer system, our water system, Lead pipes and all of that. When uh, when uh, we see a uh, large sinkhole have appeared in the middle of a main street, that is the failure of the infrastructure. That's the failure of the infrastructure. We can put people to work to rebuild, rebuild America, rebuild our infrastructure. What has occurred in Flint? Um, Flint. Flint, uh, Michigan, their uh, water system is uh, compromised because of lead pipes, contamination, no clean drinking of water. What is the plan to rebuild that, to rebuild the the sewer and water system in this country, our, our highway system, our, our roads and our bridges? Our ports that can employ a lot of people. Yes, it can. But our, but our priorities, our priorities are skewed. Uh, we are uh, President Eisenhower before leaving office. He spoke to the um, to the leaders and the American people. He said. Be cautious. Be aware of the industrial military complex. Mm. The industrial military complex. That's eating up a large portion of our budget that could be utilized for the well-being, for the promotion of the general welfare of the people in this country. To promote the general welfare, we don't hear that too much anymore. Right, and and that's exactly where where the money's going. You're right. Yeah, the stockholders of Northrop Grumman, the stockholders of these arms dealers, they 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 want more returns, greater and greater and greater returns, and that is why uh, 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 we are undergirded. 
the yes. military industrial complex. That's it. It's all, all about the money. money. That that's that's all what, about the money. Yes. Well we've got we've got a couple of callers on. They want to weigh in. Uh give me a few moments well, gonna uh share with you uh um some of the comments at this press conference uh in which citizens are expressing their dismay at the decision uh the pending decision to to give help to I guess who they say foreigners before you help those in your own backyard. So let's Um, N-A-T-A-S-H-A-E-U-N-N. And I want to start by saying, this is South Shore. These are neighbors. These are invested stakeholders. These are friends. We have a few of our Woodline friends here that are also neighbors. Um, We love our community. And there's a misconception that the black community just sits around and allows violence to happen and we we don't care too much about the education of our children, but we do. We work hard, we work diligently, and we volunteer our time because we want to see our community just like communities on the north side. We want to be able to have the same resources, the same access to jobs and opportunities as other communities. So today I stand before you because... Members of the Black Community Collaborative South Shore constituents and stakeholders are extremely dismayed by the City of Chicago's ability to control and develop safe parameters around housing migrants that have been transported here from the border. Our specific frustration lies in the continuous and blatant disregard for the safety and overall quality of life of Black residents as many of these migrants have been dumped in our neighborhoods without a plan in place to monitor and house them long-term. We have intentionally, they have intentionally created barriers to impede participation in a decision-making process around the public school building we pay taxes to maintain and that they unjustly close and ignoring the community's plea to keep them open. Communication regarding meetings that have been held have been lackluster. We found out about the first meeting at South Shore via the mayor's Facebook page and by word of mouth through text messages and just people because our community is this. We talk to each other, we are informed, and we are we talk to each other, bottom line. <laughs> and this engagement tactic is very poor and it ultimately leaves working class and our elders. Additionally, who are they made the poverty limits. By the second day we found out about them. Additionally, Sorry. they made capacity limits for the meeting. By the second day we found out about the meeting, it was stated that the meeting was full. So people were complaining that they didn't have access to a meeting. What kind of Jim Crow stuff is this? All black soldiers. All black stakeholders that have concerns should have been afforded the adequate space and notice and decision with, which ultimately impacts the value of our land, safety, and peace. We have been redlined, Jim Crow, pushed out enough during the meeting. During the meeting. 
ability to let our voices be heard. City officials stated that they will not allow us to speak and only to read answers that the panel chose to read. We wasn't having it. So when you saw on the media, people upset, we were upset because we were gaslit before we even started the meeting. Specifically, the chief office of New, New, New America's Nubia was extremely disrespectful to our community, culture, and standards. She had a lack of respect for us in the meeting, openly. And it wasn't just South Shore. It was reported she did this in Woodline as well. They turned out mics of people who were concerned and speaking their voice. That is completely unacceptable. Finally, black Chicagoans have been living in a state of crisis for years and have yet to receive quality city services and resources we need and deserve to stop the crisis. While we have empathy for, our, for the humanitarian crisis, our priority is the humanitarian crisis that we have suffered from for generations, and we do not have the capacity to, to bear this burden of migrants that are, that are facing today. Here's why. Currently, 73% of homeless citizens in, in Chicago are African American. As we speak, there are black youth couch surfing and riding the trains for shelter. Currently, South Shore has the highest eviction rate in the city of Chicago, with black families being put out of their houses in an alarming rate. 77% of homes that are foreclosed due to taxes is African American in Cook County. Currently, 78% of homicide shootings victims are black people. Rest in peace to the officer that just died. Rest in peace to Jaya, my son's classmate, Hadia Pendleton, and all of the innocent black children who have died in the streets of Chicago and the city have yet to stop it. 90% of schools that were closed without our input, without our feedback, although we sold out like we sold out over there in South Shore, they ignored us. Was closed in our community. 90% of those schools. Between 5 and 12% of students in the South Shore neighborhood elementary school read proficiently. These data points is why we're upset. This is not about the migrants. This is about the, the, the entire city of Chicago ignoring our community. And this school belongs to us. Why? Because we fought for this school. We fought for it, we pay for it. And the alternate says she would give it to us. We allowed her to have the police academy here. Most of us didn't want it, but some of us did, and we let it go. But this time, we can't let this go. We cannot keep letting go the fact that these are our communities. We're standing strong to make it a good community. And we expect the city, the state, and everyone to provide us humanitarian aid. We expect the city to work with us. In, in an effort of creating an office of black Americans to address these issues, we need representation. So right now, I'm going to actually introduce you so you can learn further about our lawsuit. We, we had to do this. We were, we were forced to do this. You know, it, it's enough for us talking. It's enough of that. We can't continue to let our elected officials lie to us. So I would like to introduce to you Frank, our attorney. I didn't want to butcher his last name. <laughs> All right, and so that she pretty much laid out what the 
the issues are, the long-term neglect and the, its citizens, the frustration, the anger that they feel. It isn't against the migrants. It is against long-term neglect. And uh, I believe we've had Frank Avila on, uh, who is the attorney that's handling the lawsuit that, that, that citizens are filing. I believe we've had him on before. We'll perhaps seek to have him on in the future, uh, pending the outcome of today's city council meeting, which will be there present to uh, to cover on our uh, YouTube channel, The Media Connection. But one of the issues that she's pointed out, young people who are using buses and, and train stations for shelter and trying to scuffle to find a way to live and what do we expect when we allow them to be neglected for so long? So this is the challenge that we face. And if the citizens don't take a stand and ensure that elected officials divide up the resources appropriately, then we'll continue to suffer. So, uh, We've got we've got some calls. I'm gonna take a let's see. I should be able to take a, at least one of these calls before the break. Let me go to area code three one four six seven seven, and then uh, perhaps after the break we'll go to seven seven three four five zero. So three one four six seven seven. Give me the name where you're coming from a, and a your caller here. Oh, okay, I and you've got a caller call. here on the board. All righty, we'll get to that caller after this one then. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll take uh, Yes, these complaints and then never stop. Never stop. They go on for, I can't say centuries, but one could, but, uh, and I know them, it would be decades. You remember you had Danny Davis on your show and I asked them on a call in his thoughts on the open southern border. You remember what he said? This is your election. Uh, yes. I, I remember yeah, Congressman Danny Davis, I do remember you asking, but you know, I don't remember what his answer was. Do you remember what he said? Oh, most certainly. His answer what, is what there's you... room for everybody. He did say that. I remember that. Yes, he did. That's yeah. a very Davis type thing. There's room for everybody. So well, in a real sense there is. If we just share what well, we have. What are people complaining about? Because it's not being shared. Well, they just got to open up. You know, you say you got young people. You know, they had that in, in the St. Louis area for the University of Missouri, Hakeem, where you had students, black students at the University of Missouri that was carrying a 4.0 GPA in college, and they were sleeping out at Lambert Field at the airport on the bench. Mm-hmm. Then they get on the uh, get on the Metrolink and go down to the university campuses and get off and go to class. So people in the St. Louis area should open up their homes so those students from out of town can have a place to stay. It's your responsibility. Well, I'm glad so you said that. 
the I'm thing is, that one of the things we're looking at proposing is to have a way that people can actually help with that. Yeah, um, they could. They could let, they let a student come in your house, and uh, that way they don't have to worry about a place to stay and keep their minds on their educational content. But you vote these people, you vote these politicians in over and over and over again. Blacks came out and voted for Joe Biden, knowing what his policy was, the Democrats' policy as far as open borders. Now you got to settle it. And actually, your government could stop it. Your government could stop the influx of illegals into Illinois because Illinois is a sovereign state. Federal government has no business in certain illegals in your in your state like that. But you voted for Joe well, Biden. But <laughs> well, we got to take a break. Uh, but you know the point that you make about allowing, as you call them, illegals. As the speaker said, um, the issue isn't so much the immigrants as it is the neglect of the citizens who've been there for years, for decades, neglecting the people who are there. So it's not like, well, you can't help anybody, but if you can help them, you could have been helping us. So why is there still neglect of citizens, and then you're bringing in somebody else? Well, then you're showing you have the power to help if you choose to. Why are you choosing not to help the people that have already been here? That's the question. So we got to take a break, but we thank you, Pianchi, for raising that issue. And we want to further explore that thought of the people helping the homeless. Do we have enough trust to be able to help a stranger, or how do we get to know the stranger so that we would feel comfortable bringing someone into our home? That's the question. So we got to take a break. We're going to come back, and we'll go to the uh, AM360 switchboard. And we're going to bring in our guest, Wanda Carter, who has a very powerful program in training youth to tell their story, and maybe we'll get a chance to actually hear what they have to say. So we'll be right back after this quick break. We want you all to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places? meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel. Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. could live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant. Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of our cells, 
we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and your cells feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve a peaceful harmony and the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Naima Lateef, and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody, friends, neighbors, family members, co-workers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repairs, transportation services, child care services. Whatever you're selling, they need to buy. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. Alrighty, and we are back. You are listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. And if you are listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call 515 or 515-605-9891. And press 1. When you have a thought you'd like to share, and we are on with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family, and we've got joining us my dear sister, who is a TV producer and an activist journalist and one who has a 
fabulous youth program that gives young people the power to make their voices heard. So thank you so much for joining us this morning, Wanda Carter. Thank you, Naima, for having me. How are you doing this morning? I'm fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, you had such an interesting conversation this morning. My goodness. This situation with immigrants is, uh, oh, wow, especially when we have people in Chicago that are living under bridges uh, and under tunnels. Uh, I see the tents on my way to the west side every day, numbers of people living in tents. And some living in boxes. Yeah. It's really horrible. And I'm working with a program on the west side uh, at the Exodus Institute, and uh, it's on Chicago Avenue in Laramie. And I'm telling you that there are so many uh, children that are homeless. It's it's, it's frightening, I mean, uh, because you have teenagers, 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds that are taking care of themselves because they're homeless. I don't know what's going on with mom or dad or either of them, but the children are outside fending for themselves. It's Mm -hmm. scary. It is. It's scary to have a 13-year-old tell you he can't, uh, his mom or dad can't come sign his permission ship to be in the program because he takes care of himself so he can find it himself. Mm. I said, where, where, where do you sleep at night? He said, I take care of myself. Wow. What's that's 13 years old. That's 13. Scary. It's a lot of them, though, and we got to realize that, see, one of the things is uh, if, you're, if, if you're a homeless adult and you have children that are teenagers, shelters won't take teenagers. I think, I think the age of 13 where, you know, is the cutoff where, you know, I think 12 is oldest, and then anything over that, I don't believe they take them, which means they just got to be out on the street. And, 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 and they, so they, so if a shelter takes them as an individual, they can't be with the parent, right? But well, they won't take them as an individual because they're underage. So it's oh, kind of like, <laughs> so it's, 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 the child told me what he said. Yeah, yeah, I, we, we can't take you because you're not an adult. And you can't be with an adult because you're too old. So what do you do? You sleep out on the street. You take care of yourself. So that's 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 a problem right there. And if they're put into the foster care system, DCFS, you know, once they get involved, then you end up getting sent to foster homes, which may abuse you. A lot of abuse happens in these homes. That's right. That's right. And so a lot of these young teenagers, they they do better to take care of themselves, and they do whatever they have to do. So they can make sure they have food to eat and, and a warm place to stay when it's cold. And, you know, it's, it's horrible. They're, they're going to school and trying to find some place to sleep, maybe sleep on a friend's couch sometimes. Yes. It's all kinds yes. of things. Even way back uh, when I was doing the program at 6548 South Morgan, that was 20 years ago, mm. I had four students back then that, were homeless and wow. and when they came to the program during the summer, then of course I fed them uh, breakfast, lunch, wow. and some of them stayed over so they could have dinner because they were homeless. They had wow. nowhere to go, and wow. the thing it's it's even worse today. So um, this program that I'm doing over at the uh, Exodus Institute is for uh, young people to learn how to tell those stories through media. Uh, 
also uh, uh, we do a, a quality circle and we have them talk about the issues that they're involved in and how, and then we come up with solutions on how we can help them. So these children come to us on a daily basis and we try to provide them with some resources so that they, at least for three or four hours, have some place they can come and talk about their issues, maybe get something to eat and something to drink and just be around people that are trying to resolve issues in our community. Mm. Now, you produce several shows. Uh, yes. And, you know, they're on cable TV, they're on YouTube, and all that. Uh, are young people, are they learning some of the technical skills so they'll be able to use the media Absolutely. that's available and, and tell their story? Yes. they. Uh, we are teaching them how to work behind the camera and in front of the camera. Uh, we have some children that don't want to be in front of the camera because, They've heard about all of these instances where people are coming into the schools and killing them and uh, uh, maiming them, and they don't want to be on the camera. I've had a couple of students that are uh, 12, 13, 14 years old refuse to be on the camera because they don't want uh, the retaliation of telling their stories on the camera. And uh, I guess they feel like... (laughs) Somebody might come to their schools. They won't even tell us what school they go to on the camera because wow. they don't want that information out there. They are wow. frightened, really. These children are are not interested in in uh, being visible. Wow, that that sounds like some deep trauma. And I can imagine when you got school shootings, and then young people have to go to school. Especially having these drills, these shooter drills, to keep yeah. reminding you somebody could come in here and kill you. That's right. How can they? Ha- how can they even have a normal life? It's, it's, frightening. it's very and, uh, frightening. And they let you know that um, today our children are very outspoken, and uh, you see all the the, the uh, groups of children gathering, and and uh, they are really trying to organize themselves because, as you just said. They can't go to the shelters. Uh, They're sleeping outside in cars or in hallways, friends' apartments, wherever. And uh, they have to learn how to maintain their own life. They have to be able to take care of themselves. And when a 13-year-old tells you that their parent can't sign for them to come into a program, they'll sign themselves, uh, that means that they are, in fact, taking care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they don't look to an adult to assist them. They are doing it themselves. So we want to get the children off the street, out of the drugs, out of the gangs, then we have to provide them with some resources like you would any other human being. Absolutely, yes. Well, we've got some callers that want to weigh in. Uh, Kareem, we've got some callers on your line, and we've got a couple more on our switchboard. Do uh, you want to take a call, Kareem? And, of course, uh, for yes, those I who do. just joined us, uh, for those who are just joining us, I'm Naima Latif, and our guest today is Wanda Carter, TV producer and activist journalist, and uh, she's organizer of a program for youth that is helping to empower them to speak and be heard. And, of course, we've got our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 audience on the line as well. And we've been talking about this crisis of the recent immigrants versus the homeless, the longtime homeless in Chicago. Who will get housing help? 
and really everybody deserves help, but we need to be prioritizing those who've been out there the longest and have been struggling with no help. So, Kareem, you want to take that call? Air code 706-627-627. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, I said, this is Brother Muhammad calling from the Umar Prophet Muhammad by the way of Columbus, Georgia. I'm outside, so I hope well, you can hear me clearly. Line. Okay, I'm outside. But anyway, just like the, the, the territory that you already covered, every society on this planet right now, is having the same problem that you're talking about in Chicago and here in the United States of America. And every one of the leaders of these societies have asked the Muslims of African descent, Chinese descent, Japanese, whatever your nationality is, and you are a Muslim, why aren't you bringing the word of God, the deeds and actions of what God has guided you in, and share it and do it for the people in the society that you live in. But we have been contaminated our own self and in a state of disorientation about what to do because of the worldly sacrifice we, like, like, like you said, the children are scared of losing. But when we come out here in the United States of America, the Muslim communities of the, of the United States of America show that we ourselves will take care of the orphans. We ourselves will help build and provide refuge for those who are suffering in the street right now. And that will inspire, inshallah, the non-Muslims or anyone who has a heart to join in and follow the guidance of people that they might have a little bit more confidence in that you'll keep your word, that you will not use bad materials to build buildings, you will not try to use capitalism or, 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 or make a, a profit for your own personal self off of the people who are suffering. This is all over the world, France, Japan, Japan, anywhere, especially people of African descent. Your people, the ones we call black, the people we call uh, 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 American, uh, uh, Afro-Americans, and all like that, when are we going to give them a solution? When they see their African descendant Muslims, a Muslim, come and, and, and offer and contribute shore guidance, which they know we already have. Look how we inspired the people we call black and middle America when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad started to show that we could do for self, that we can feed each other first and then anybody else in the world who has a heart or believes in God, you can, you can, you can share in it because they, they will trust the Muslim. Now, our trust has been attacked by the shaitan. He is trying to discredit the Quran. He is trying to discredit those who follow the Quran. He has he is trying to discredit those who have been revived by the Quran, like the Christians, like the Jews, and they are scared to make a, a move toward us because of our contamination. Now that we refuse to come together and purify, even though Allah has sent us a reviver in the life of Imam W. D. Muhammad. And every leader on this planet knows our potential as students of the man that was sent to the world to help them repurify their faith in whatever they believe in and do the right thing. Take care of the orphans. Quit being envy and jealous and stealing from each other, robbing from each other. Quit letting these tyrants of the world enslave the whole world for their own personal benefit. 
and they go riding in the in the heavens. They go riding just for the sport of it, to see how far they can go to the end of the, the, the atmosphere. Millions and billions of dollars. When the, the people who helped build it, or the building where they're building these rocket ships are saying that, people right out down the street are starving. Don't even have a place to sleep. The world has been asking and begging Almighty God of Allah to send his servant and come out of the dark, come into the light of leadership, and help everybody as they help themselves that they know we can do because we're using the faith of the Quran. We're using the material of the Quran. We are using everything from the Quran and have established a life called Halal. You know, that is what the, the, remember, Allah does not leave us without guidance. We always know the answer to anything that is problem in us. But are we going to turn to Allah for that help? Are we going to turn to the ones who are supposed to be Allah's servants and workers and executors in, in real time with the doing the deeds, deeds and actions like we see in New Medina? Now, we talk about Medina all the time, but we haven't even turned to Medina. And use it as a, as a model example of what the real model is going to be like when the Muslims come out of the woodwork. One, two point billion people got most of all the resources in the world, in Russia, even in Russia. The Muslims and the Jews got all the, the resources, and they're not using it for good. Any other, any other country. And especially out here in the United States of America, even the president of Obama, when he came on board, it scared the shaitan people because they thought he was a Muslim. And they said they're getting ready to bring Quran and, 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 and the life of Prophet Muhammad, the, the human example for all people. And But he, he went on and said, no, I'm Christian. I've been contaminated. I'm not who you think I am. And I can't be who you want me to be. Do I have, but I have a question. to have the guidance? Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, sir. You know, you you pointed out that Islam advocates you take care of the orphan, and uh, Pianki uh, made the suggestion that people open up their homes. And we also uh, spoke last week about an initiative that we're launching entitled Families which uh, is a program to determine who would be willing to be a family that would take in someone who need who needed a home, be it an adult, uh, an adult with children, or a teenager who would be willing. So my question is, a lot of these initiatives that we're talking about, we're going to list them on our website. Now, question is, would it be uh, a good idea to have people be able to list their names so that it can be seen publicly to say, yes, I would be willing to be a host family for a homeless person? Or is that – because I, I believe in transparency. If you're, if you're going to take on a responsibility, I think it should be known. I think it should be public. But then also we want to protect people's uh, privacy and safety. But we want to encourage more people to do it. So do you think once we put this on our website 
that we should make the names of people who are volunteering to be a part of this known, just like, you know, when you do a GoFundMe page, you can see who gave and that kind of thing. Do you think, Brother Muhammad, that people should be willing to make their, their, their identity known that they are stepping up to be a host family for a homeless person? Or should we keep that secret? What do you think would be the best way to encourage people to participate in that? Okay, let me first speak about the people who are under the Quran. We know that we have to do you know, a public declaration. Wait, wait, if I may. I knew you were going to interrupt me. Look, I, I, I won't answer right. that, ma'am. I, 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 wait, I wait a minute. Hold on. He is the host. He is the host. If he needs to interrupt, he can do that. All I want to say, all I want to You ask all Go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 you, you don't have to answer. I, the, she asked me a question. I, I mean, if y'all don't want me to answer, right, I won't. That's ahead. the best way to do it. That's the, that's the best way to do it. Because that's, that's, that's tough. But anyway, my internet is supposed to be protected as well as my border. You know. Anyway, when Muslims come together and come out publicly to show the United States government, since we're talking about that they are willing now to get involved, like we have been invited by the president, a couple of presidents, to get involved. With what's going on here in America, especially you Muslims who are African descent, you Muslims who are Asian descent, you Muslims who are Chinese descent, y'all come together and bring, you're supposed to be helpers of the Christian world, you're supposed to be supporters of the Bible and make, make what's wrong in the Bible correct, come out publicly. So we, yeah, we should, uh, if you did develop a, a, a sign-in, the Muslim leaders of the world and the Muslim uh, 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 everyday citizen who wants to make a contribution to solve this problem, yeah. Now, that, hopefully that would encourage the Christians who follow the Bible. And hopefully that would encourage the Jews to come out of their darkness like they're doing and got us in. Christians and Muslims, I mean, Christians and Jews are hiding from public responsibility. For personal reasons, just like the Christians or who are innocent to a certain degree, really innocent. Because they practice their sadika, they practice their charity openly. But they keep, they keep telling everybody, people are the book, we need you. We need you Jews, and we need you Muslims to get involved. Because y'all controlling the resources. Y'all controlling uh, the opportunity to help people. But y'all not saying anything. And a lot of you are taking whatever you can take and spending it on your own uh, uh, private uh, 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 worship or school of thought or whatever you want to use. So, yes, you are correct about what you're talking about doing, but you got opposition. You got people who are disorientated and don't know it. They don't want the truth, even amongst us. Why do you think our mouth is quiet, the Muslims? Two billion people on the earth with all this money and stuff that we got, you can't hear nothing from the Jews and, except begging. The Jews on TV begging about what's going on in, in, in the, uh, 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 Ukraine like, like ain't nobody there but them. And they don't really care about the Ukrainians who fight in the world. But you got okay. Jews doing it. They got poor people, rotten mouths, no running water right there in Ukraine. Why is that? When most of okay. the billionaires there in Russia are of the Jewish descent, are of the Muslim descent. Okay. That's part okay. of why the war right. is going on over there. So, so you've made that so, point. That yes, people right tend to be. That would make a good idea. Well, I, I appreciate your response. And, yes, people are concerned with their self-interest. And, and, Kareem, I believe you were going to make a point. Yes, ma'am. Uh, it is so very 
important that we, we, we that that we are in league with, and we join with all all right-minded people. It's not it it's not correct to just point to the Muslim. We are all we are all people of faith, and we have to bear witness. The Christians have given in charity. The majority of our hospitals are named after personages among their faith. Uh, uh, we, we cannot isolate ourselves nor separate ourselves from this human effort. This is a human effort. It's a human effort. And it's a mistake if we just uh, just focus on just us, what we should do. There are Muslims, Christians, and Jews that have joined together in communities across this country to better the condition of human beings. Let us not uh, uh, draw a border around us. We work with all well-meaning human beings. And this is a human condition. It's not a dedicated, it's not uh, separate or, or, or designated for one faith. And we don't see it all. There's no way I can sit here in St. Louis and tell you what is happening in Jordan or uh, other places on this earth. Good-minded people have joined together, Muslim, Christian, Jew, and others, and others. This is a human condition. And you can't tell me that, 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 uh, that a Muslims aren't giving in charity. We, 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 we have to broaden our language. We have to broaden our perspective and speak universally. Speak universally. This is a human condition. It's not a religious condition, not per se. So I, I just needed to say that so that uh, we, we keep the right focus on this human condition that we are addressing. I'll stop right there, my sister. Thank you. Yeah. I have to, look, I have to speak up. I have to, to, to speak up as one that represents this religion on this broadcast. I must speak up. And well, that, that, that is, uh, that is critical. And I appreciate that because it's critical that we know that we are speaking to a global community. And you have people of many faiths and some with no particular religious faith at all. But everybody can be humane, and we don't want to exclude anybody from good actions. Now, the program that I'm speaking of, FAMILIES, that we've initiated, is an acronym for Friendly Agreement, Making Indoor Living Inclusive, Establishing Safety. And we want to give people the opportunity to operate just like foster families take in children that are in the foster care system, we want families to be able to take in families or take in adults or take in teenagers and to care for them as if they're a member of the family. 
that's the whole idea, to give them that leg up that they need while they work on getting their finances together or whatever the case may be. And we know there's some mental health challenges that a lot of homeless people have. But while we're seeking to get the government to divide our resources appropriately, we, the citizens, have the power to help, and we can do that. And we don't need anybody's permission to do it. We can just choose to do it. So that's what I'm seeking to institute and include, as you said, everybody, whether you are a person of, of faith that gives you some, some specific guidelines to do this or you're a person that doesn't have any particular religious faith, faith, but in your heart you know you want to help humanity. That's all we're looking for. So, yes, we, we, we have one, one we, yes, ma'am, we have one more caller here. Yes. Well, let me take a quick break. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back to that caller. And we got another caller on the uh, AM 360, a uh, couple of callers on the AM, I'm sorry, on the, on the well, yeah, we have uh, 706-202 and 773 And uh, we'll take those calls when we come back. And we'll be right back. And we'll share with you some of our Facebook and YouTube comments as well. So we'll be right back after this quick break. We want you all to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back after these messages. So stay with us. <laughs> and
Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our guest today is Wanda Carter, that wonderful TV producer and Unmuted. activist journalist who has been helping young people find their voice and tell their story through the media, through her program. And what's the name of your program, Wanda? It is called... Um and that stands for I think remember radio, internet, publishing, and social media. All right, fantastic trips. Yes, yes. What uh, uh, again, please trips. Trips. T R I P S. Uh, television, radio, internet, uh, publishing, social media. Yes, trips. Fantastic. And, uh, and and Wanda, uh, tell our, our listeners and viewers when they can see and hear your shows each week. So um, I have a show on Can TV that comes on called Omnibus on Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. on Channel 19, the Can TV Network, and it re-airs on Thursdays at 4.30 p.m. on Channel 19. But we have a, a couple of YouTube stations. One is Omnibus. Uh, and you can see it at Omnibus TV on YouTube, and uh, so you can see that anytime. The same thing with uh, on you, uh, you can click through it uh, from Omnibus to Trips mm-hmm. uh, to see what the children are doing. And then we have the Woman to Woman TV show that's on uh, um, YouTube as well, so you can see that. So uh, people, all they have to do is just go to YouTube, and they can see what's going on in the. Uh, television world for omnibus television. Yes, and that's so powerful because now <laughs> TV is right at your fingertips. So yes. we have the, we have the power to tell our story globally, and it's such a, uh, a, a refreshing thing to hear young people when when we hear what they have to say and see the world through their eyes. We really realize these are brilliant young minds. Yes, we have, they we have a responsibility to to help them blossom, yes, and not just yes. throw them away. They have so much to say. All we have to do is just provide a forum for them, and they will tell us really what we need to do to assist them. Yes, yes, and that's what I'm trying to do. Just assist them to. You know, we want them to stay around. They're our next senators. They're our next presidents. We need to make sure that they know we're on their side. We want them to succeed, Absolutely. and that's 
to my show. Absolutely. Well, I know you've got a full day and may have to leave us soon. But uh, for people who may have young people who want to get involved in trips, how do they contact you? Just call the number 773-669-8736, and we will put you in contact with our youth. Uh, You can either come and see the program as we're uh, actually working it. We're on Chicago Avenue in uh, Laramie. And I'm there from 4 to 7, Monday through Friday, and, and that's when we do the program. And uh, But the center is open all day, so if uh, people want to stop by the Exodus Institute on Laramie and Chicago Avenue, they can do that and talk with Mr. Jer- uh, Jerome Altman, who is the CEO there, and he will be happy to share other programs that are going on at that institute. And can you give me that phone number again? That was 773-669-8736. Okay, so if you're watching, of course, it's on the screen. If you're listening, take a pen and paper and write it down. That's the TRIPS program. You can reach our dear Dr. Wanda Carter at 773-669-8736. That's 773-669-8736. Thank you, Naima. You're such a wonderful person, and you're doing such a great work with all the people around the country doing all on your show to talk about the issues that we have as adults, and that's a wonderful thing. So if I can be of any help, uh, please give me the information about what you're doing so that I can put it on our website. Always. Likewise. Yes, we, we have to do this work of transforming the world and making it what it should be. That's right. That's our goal. So if you've got a few more minutes, I know we've got a couple more callers that may want to ask you some questions if you've got okay. a couple of minutes before you can before right. you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let me take a call on this line and then go to uh, uh, another caller on AM360, 706-202. And then after that, uh, 773-450. I know you've been waiting a while. We'll get to you as well. 706-202. Grand Rising, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment. Assalamu alaikum, and I am calling you from DeKalb, Illinois. I'm originally from... Thank ah, you. yeah. And I, what, but what, I'm, I'm here, I'm at my mom's. I just come up from Navo, Illinois, and we had the weekend of the gathering of elders. And we had elders from around the world, as far as Greenland and as far south as uh, Australia. And so what we were gathering to do is to convey messages to the youth that were there, the young people that were coming in. And I'm very much proud to hear the sister with trips is because there was a young man. we, We documented the whole event. And this young man was part of this this whole event, and I think he was maybe 14 if he was that old. But he Mm. was behind the camera and doing the interviews and asking the questions, and this is what we're needing to give them the tools to build. Wow, definitely. And, you know, that's the thing. Uh, If we listen to them, we can actually learn a lot from their point of view. Uh, just like Wanda's uh, student in her program, revealing that <laughs> at a young age he's taking care of himself. 
He's taking care of himself. Yes, he is. And, and a lot of young people, that's what their reality is. What happens when an, when an adult who has children gets drug addict, gets incarcerated, or that's, uh, has chronic alcoholism? I, They're not functional. So what do their children right. do? Yes, right. They have to take care of themselves. They have to learn how to take care of themselves. Yeah, but this is yeah, this is what we there. But it's always great when a neighbor steps in and tries to yeah. render some assistance. You know, when a friend steps in and says, "You can stay over here. You can have dinner with us. You can take a shower over here." Yes, we have to do as you said, Naima. We have to step in as citizens and help the community because yeah. they're they're in need of our assistance. And if we if the government won't do it then we have to, yes. our brother's keeper, Absolutely. we have to help. Yeah. 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 My, you know, my mic's still open. You know, in this country, oh, go, go ahead, my uh, uh, brother, go ahead. Paul. Yeah, and what I wanted to share is it's very important because we're looking at something with the with the influx of what we're calling. We're saying that the people that are coming into our community are immigrants, the Europeans that look like them are refugees. See the difference mm. in the language. Refugees, Absolutely. I sent it to you, $13,000 a year and up to, that's for one person, and 33000 for a family. They sponsor refugees with different monies, but the immigrants in which they're, they're, they're putting in arguments. And so what we have to look at redefining who is coming in because if you, like she said, you take that person in, that means you get $1,300 a month for sponsoring that person living in your space. See, we've right. got to look at how the language is, is being given to us because you have coming out of Canada, you, there are over 398,000 Ukrainians coming into, have come into America. Each one of those gets sponsored. Each one of those are getting sponsored and monies to set them up and, and to establish what they're doing and, and making America great again. And so what mm. we're looking at is the same old the, the, the concept of divide and conquer. Have us going against the Browns while they take the, their own and they sponsor and they, they establish their own to be the next, the, the, the next wave of, of, of their population. We're being we're being yeah. divided, and we have to stop with this 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 dividing because this is what we spoke about there. Because divine intelligence and artificial intelligence on this Turtle Island has to be recognized, because there was a divine intelligence that we did as indigenous people on this land and on the continent and throughout the world, because the world belongs to the human being. It is not a thing to where one has power over the other, and we have to begin to bring back that concept. And the brother that was speaking about the Muslims and that, that's very true. But the thing is, is that's divine because the earth is our mother. She is. We have been been banned, put into these urban areas, and we're banned from the, the concept of being what we... Learning how to even get rid of, of electromagnetic hygiene. How many of us know how to work and do with clearing ourselves from all this technology that is, is polluting our bodies and our minds? 
Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, that that's an interesting point also that you brought up about the fact that when you use the the term uh refugee then yeah. then that enables the government to pay families that host them, just like you pay a foster family when a child is is, you know, temporarily removed from their home. So we have to do what, like Wanda said, if the government won't do it, we have to do it. We have to do it. We have to be the families that provide the shelter. And on our website, what we're going to set up is for those who want to be a host family, you'll be able to do that. For those who just want to contribute the dollars that go toward that process, we'll do that as well. And we'll make everything transparent so it's seen where the money goes, you know, where the people are who, who are offering their 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 place of shelter. We really want to evolve our society to a place where everybody participates in helping everybody. That's that's the consciousness this brother's talking about. That's the way of life that is the the divine, the spiritual way of life. And it doesn't belong to any one religion, like Kareem said. It's 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 a human way of treating each other, and we can do that. So that's that's our goal to involve everybody on whatever level. You can give some money, or you can offer your home. Or, you know, what maybe you, what, get, give supplies, give food, just participate in helping. Right. And, 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 and Brother what, just said, uh, if, we, uh, if we do that, we change, use the terminology that the government yes. uses. Refugees. Then, we, then we, can, we should be able to access some of that funding. That's right. If we take them into our homes. That's right. We should be able to access some of that funding so that we can help support them. That's right. That's right. That's but only even, let's, even with, let's use the government's terms right. to access that money so that we can help the people that need the help. That's right. There you and, go. And yeah. the part, uh, and this one key part is we pay taxes. That is the tax money that we are paying into this system. And they're taking it right. and, and using their terminology to use it to better theirs while we're still struggling for ours. And these are the tools in which we have to begin to understand and be mindful of. I am my brother's keeper. That's right. That's right. That's a, that's a divine principle. Well, thank you, thank you, Baba Kwame, for alerting us to that language issue that that unlocks the money. So we need to make sure we do that. We got another caller here on the lines. I'm waiting a little while. I know you got another caller. Also, we want to get to seven seven three four five zero. Your mic is open. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comments, please. And thank you, Baba Kwame. We appreciate you. Seven seven three four five zero. Ah, yes. Good Good morning. How are you? Greetings. And also, I'm listening to the brothers and sisters out there. You know, I have a quick question. I'm not surprised by none of this. First of all, just to see that you're on track, when we first came from being in slavery and came from the south to the north, we helped each other out. That's how we got ahead. When somebody came down and it was somebody to help you when you got there, or either help you get a job yeah. or do other things, yeah. and people took you in. So we already know that works. However, yeah, we. Uh, you, you know, you watch media and you, you get your attention and then media emphasizes for DACA's or DREAMers and a so-called black president we had approved the DREAM Act for uh, minors under age 31, whoever a minor is at 31. But 
we fell for the okie doke as usual, and then we call ourselves being upset. We had cities like Rosewood and Tulsa and stuff like Mount Bayou. We, we, we built these cities within the United States, and the, the government came along and wiped out Tulsa and Rosewood. They didn't want cities that were dominated by black people. Just like this whole thing about the immigrants and this fighting stuff. They created that to, to, to eliminate us totally. Just because we have a couple of millionaires like Oprah, Bob Johnson and Michael Jordan, obviously we can be like them. So we, black people have made it in America. So they don't have to do anything for you. But I say this, a country that takes your taxpayer dollars and gives millions to non-citizens is the same country that profited from our enslavement for over 400 years. In the U.S. Constitution, we weren't even included in that. So, you know, what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to just get together and do unity that we never did do before. You always think about well, individual growth. Oh, I'll buy my own house. Five people buy five homes. You spend how much? But if you bought a compound because they were unified, how much better would everybody live? We could take in everybody. Yeah. But we think about what I can get for myself. That's what this society teaches us. And until that changes, you're going to get the same thing, but just for those mm-hmm. who weren't included. In that the that is exactly right. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. We have to think as a collective. Absolutely. Well, I know we, we, we're, we're running short of time. We got another call. Thank you so much, Obadiah. We appreciate you. And also, I want to uh, let you know those who are serious about putting their money where their mouth is, this Saturday is the first ever Homeless Gala. It's a fundraiser for the homeless, and we need to be a part of the financial solution so that we can see a difference. We can now, if you give to something, you can decide where it goes. Unlike sometimes your tax dollars, the government does something else with it. But this is a program that. Uh, can make a difference, especially when it comes down to uh, giving those homeless people a way out, a way up and out. This And our, our dear sister Zelda Robinson, who feeds the homeless every Thursday, thankful Thursday, she goes out and she provides uh, the, 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 the Higher Learning Network has been sponsoring homeless families heaters and bring food, clothing. And the first homeless gala benefit is this Saturday at seven PM. It's tax deductible. You can go to Facebook.com slash higher learning TV show or https colon slash slash my dot dot com slash C slash O C N dash S dash first annual benefit gala uh, benefit dash gala question mark part. Now, of course, if you're not uh, watching us, you may just want to make it real simple. Just go to Facebook.com slash Higher Learning TV Show. <laughs> real simple. Um, and buy a ticket. It, the tickets are $100. You can contribute to a ticket. You know, get together with four people. You should be paid $24, $25 or whatever for, because it's all designed to provide the money that's needed. And what do they need? Well, in addition to food, water, uh, you know, sometimes you can buy tents for people who don't have a shelter that will shield them from the heat or the cold, uh, blankets, you know, all kinds of things. So give to the Homeless Gala benefit for this Saturday at 7 p.m. 
We appreciate you. And thank you so much, Zelda from HLN TV Show. And she said, the past has shown us we can't wait on the government. This is why we do Thankful Thursdays for the homeless. And you can go to Instagram.com slash HLN.homeless.project. And she also says, Grand Rising Beautiful Queen teachers, may residents maybe residents need to adopt a resolution for city council to vote in a timely manner or they get personally penalized. Yeah, I think that's – well, one of the things we're going to see what the city council votes on today, we'll be attending that that meeting. They are supposed to address this issue, so we'll see what they have to say. And I think we've got time to squeeze in that last caller that you've got on your switchboard, Kareem. Okay. Erico 7197. No, Erico 718749. We've got about a minute. If you could be very brief, we would appreciate it. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. Assalamu alaikum. William Kareem calling in. And um, it, I would just like uh, to access the uh, trips, uh, Chicago or Omnibus on YouTube. And what do I put in to access uh, this program on YouTube? Omnibus. Roundtable TV show. Omnibus Roundtable TV show. Yes, and those are on the screen. And and the number to call, uh, 773-669-8736. And I can send you a link directly if you can't access it. So if you call that number, I'll send you a link. Okay, very good. I'll do that. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. We appreciate you. Yes. Where we're about to go, thank you so much, Wanda, for staying with us and sharing. Thank you so much for inviting me, Naima. I really appreciate it. You're such a wonderful person. Just keep on doing the good work you're doing. Oh, well, I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> thank That's you wonderful so much. what you're doing, Wanda. Yes, yes. That's definitely a dynamic sister who is giving hope and help to young people. And that's what we need. We need to empower them so that they can speak and be heard. And we thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, my wonderful co-host, Kareem Hamid. Of course, you're here here with us every Wednesday. And on the fourth Wednesday of every month, he hosts the men-only discussion. We can hear the brothers talk about those real sensitive issues, and we, the women, can listen and learn something. So stay tuned. We do that every fourth Wednesday. And thank you so much. And thank you to the American Muslim 360 family that joins us each Wednesday as well. We appreciate all of you. And for those on our Female Solution channel, Thank you so much, and if you miss any part, just go back in the archives on Facebook or YouTube and go to The Female Solution. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so much. And, uh, well, Kareem, I think you've got about 30 seconds for a last word before we go. And uh, we, uh, I believe we, oh, I think we, we're out of time. <laughs> but thank you all so much. And we appreciate you. And until next time, continue to shine your light and be a part of the solution. We'll see you tomorrow for Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. We've come to the end of our show today. 
but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.